And it's 6 o'clock. That's exciting. It's uh, time for the happy hour, the happiest of comedy. There's no comedy. Comedy's dead. No, it's not. That's a lie. There is non-gathering outdoor comedy here tonight at 7 p.m. Just for the neighbors. Don't gather. If you live here and you can hear us, uh, lean out your window and uh, give us a COVID high five, like from far away. Don't worry, no one's gathering. <laughs> We're all going to be six feet apart. But there will be comedians doing jokes. And don't worry, I have not lured them here in any gathering way. They've been here since the beginning. So if anybody, we're all sick, right? So we're not transposing it to anyone. I constantly feel like I have to give these disclaimers <laughs> or that I'm going to be crucified. So this is the happy hour. And at 7 o'clock, there's going to be stuff. Uh, the last song that just played was uh, something. Uh, yeah, if Fafusa Kakas wants to happen, like that can happen. I was going to put another song on, but I'd have to do a thing, and I just wasn't prepared. I had all this time to prepare, and I didn't do it. There are microphones. I'm. I'm straight, homie. I'm not mad. I just don't think it's going to be a good one. <laughs> everything. Everything is good, or nothing is good. Oh. Well, I'm excited. I'm completely ready for my set tonight. I like prepare it all day. And instead of like sacrificing myself at the top and then when people actually show up, I don't get to do jokes. I divided my set into three different sections. So there's a section at the beginning and then I like bring somebody up. So I have three. <laughs> I have pre I'm learning. I've prepared more stage time. I got to do jokes in front of Scottish people on Wednesday. They were like, hey, I know you're a poet. You already read poems. You want to do some jokes for us? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so I did. So for every all the comics doing Zoom comedy with each other, <laughs> get into the poetry Zoom rooms, yo. Man, they all listen to each other. They leave the microphones up the whole time because everyone's so fucking respectful <laughs> that you can actually – here when people like have reactions but with comedians you can't because they're like thinking about their own shit or writing something down eating something doing some there's other bullshit and everyone has to say what <laughs> there's no do your heckle again there's no heckling in poetry that's why they're the perfect audience for comedy sam pick one and burn time for a second while i look something up say something funny sam <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. Should I air my grievances? What I think's wrong with the world? That's. I can't do that. I'm not I've ready. I've never heard. I've never heard a sad Sam. You're usually so. Uh, I just my opinions these days are so controversial that I've found it's best to keep them inside. I'm too incendiary. Before we get to this, I have one song I, just I like as Nathan right wanted. Just as Nathan wanted, there's going to be one song, and then we'll come back with maybe talking, and maybe not, but we'll see. But oh, I've got my song. Play up. I Love Money by... No, I already <laughs> figured out what I wanted. No, you took too long, and I'm, this is what I'm doing. Can you play a, a montage of all the best Frodo moments from Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I'll do Good. It's I your do, world. I do really into that. All the best Frodo moments from Lord of the Rings. This is, okay, so this is from Westworld because um, this is Evan Rachel Wood, who I'm like in love with, and this is a band that she has. Uh, not She's not just any. Anyway. 
great song. It's called Evergreen Jam. Under, under and shire and shy. We'll have to make up a word. Deeper than deep, higher than high. Freer than all of the birds. Prefer to perform, sweeter than sweet. I can't even say what I feel. Can't call us a name, because there's no name for us. And remember that nothing is real. I know that I'll never be like you. And that wrong will always be right. I know that I don't really know anything. And that day will always be night. Crazy is happier, dreaming is living. Living is touching and touching is feeling. glad that what Nathan just said did not happen on air because <laughs> because I, I think he's really great and funny and he's trying to move to LA and you could have a cancel moment before you even start. I know I'd hate they to be spelunk your files and be like this motherfucker no. <laughs> I'd hate to be incendiary right off the bat. No no I didn't it wasn't. No it wasn't it wasn't a real fine. opinion this is a character piece. It's just it's something I'm trying out. Uh, so it's uh, we're in the middle of happy hour or at the beginning of it, 
I'm joined by Nathan. Hello, hello. Hello. He's. Uh, so, if anybody that is not privy to what actually happens here in the studio right now, Pam has. What is this, a Kleenex or just a napkin? Oh, I And don't. it's zip-tied to the front of the microphones. <laughs> and I understand, but also, like, what's your budget like? You, like, you get all this money donated, you can't get a couple pop screens? Like, you we, are zip-tying? We have, we have Yeah, we have pop screens. Now. We didn't have paper towels for years. You haven't been around. Paper towels are new here. Paper we towels should paper never be a towels. commodity. It should never be a paper commodity. Towel. I want to bring out how weird this is. No, it's. Well, thank you, Jonathan, for you were the Jonathan. Thanks for these. Also, they look silly. No, I. I'm trying to pretend to be safe. No, yeah, no, we're all very much pretending. This virus isn't real. It's caused by LG lights, in our in our street signs. We saw this the other day. Sam and I were off at Dolores Park, and some lovely gentleman left a printed note under his windshield wiper explaining how the entire COVID crisis is actually a big government conspiracy where they are testing microwave weapons on the populace. I believe it. Based off of 5G LTE networks as well as 5G LED lighting in our street lamps. They said We're, they're changing it while our kids are sleeping. I have no problem with this 5G thing. I don't have a smartphone, so all I have, I have 2G. They reference the cabal a couple gonna times. I'm going to live and you're all going to die. How do you uh, only have 2Gs? I'm because I have a dumb phone still. What even is a G? I don't I don't know, but you know? I it doesn't I don't know either. I think 5 is better than 4. I think that Probably. I think that 2 I don't understand why we have to get to 5. 2 is just fine. Why do we got to co- constantly update? Yeah, but at the same time, Pam's Pam's phone does make smoke every time she sends a text. <laughs> every time it goes, and it just prints out, and she has to tie it to a pigeon's leg. Someone needs to employ the birds. Yeah, I get it. There's a lot of homeless birds it's in San not, Francisco. It's a big deal. No one's talking about it. You know what no one's talking about? Let's what get about these the birds, birds some jobs. But what about the birds at Disneyland that used to be eating fat off the hog? What are they doing now? There's no Disneyland. I think they're nurses. How are those birds surviving I think they're nurse. I think they're nurses and they're heroes, and you should shut the fuck up about them uh, so they can make their TikTok dance videos. No, I'm I actually think that's talking about happen. the actual birds that live at Disneyland. Like yeah. all the birds that pick up all the stuff. Not like birds as women, like birds as actual I get flight. It. Yes, ducks. All the ones that live around Tom Sawyer's Island and they're living on I think on we churros. can all agree ducks can go fuck themselves. No, all the, they're, they're rapists, not. everyone. Every every duck's a rapist. Cute rapists. We, no, we know it's a thing. Feed. Here's a fun fact for all of you out grab there in Radio Land. Grab a microphone. Grab a microphone. Yeah. No duck shy. sex Don't is consensual. What, what about the it. ducks that are getting raped? Like the female ducks. You say they're all rapists? Even Everyone. The, even the female ducks? Yeah, but it's mm. like a vengeance rape. Hmm. H- how does that work? Du- ducks are delicious, also fun to feed. Yeah. They fly. That's cool. I uh, feel like you're humanizing ducks too much. You're like, what about the girl ducks? Maybe because, maybe like, because they're not us. Like, I get it. Yeah. Oh, uh, they're not going to – what, are they going to blog about it? Or are they <laughs> they're going to Me Too, Big Mallard? <laughs> Brock Turner. What, what did you have? <laughs> She's like, what about the they girl ducks? I get it. No, Rachel, you're very empowered. I just, you know, the, it's the absolute statements. All, all of this. Thi- you yeah, know. ducks suck. I think just collectively, yes. Yeah, because if a hundred percent of men were rapists, I'd be like, humans suck. Yeah, 
but most of peop- most of them keep it zipped up. Rachel, if you wanted to play another song, you could just come in here and tell us what that oh, was. Oh, is it that bad? Whatever. Is Kleenex no, no. Radio that bad? We can talk about we, we can talk about rape and have it be promoted and just Sorry about that. This this episode That's brought to you by Zip Ties and Kleenex. It's, <laughs> it's not sexual, it's just what we have on our mics. Ducks, I'm kind of jealous of them because they could swim, they could surf, they could fly. You're jealous of ducks? And they're delicious. They are delicious. Dude, ducks can't even vote. Like, what do you what do you mean? Pop jealous of duck. ducks. Ducks don't need a vote because they don't have any government over to <laughs> overpower them. No, but the Duck Dynasty. <laughs> oh, shit, I forgot about the Duck Dynasty. <laughs> How did I forget? There's a government in place. It's the Duck Dynasty, and it's actually ruled by white guys with beards. So, plot twist, still winning. <laughs> <laughs> I love ducks. Some of my best memories of my entire life it, it involved ducks. And feeding ducks. Every time we went to visit my grandmother, she always had this shitty bread in this other refrigerator, and we would feed the ducks. And we would. There were different why lakes. Was it, why was it and shitty we would bread? Go because you don't. I mean, it was just. It wasn't bread. She. I think she actually bought it just for when we came to feed Although the it was ducks. Duck bread. Yeah, it was duck bread. But oh wow, I loved feeding the ducks. I love it. They're um, rapists. No, it just they. You can. It feels so good to feed. I don't know. It maybe it just ties into my own issues about. Yeah, well, things, it's like a very. It's like the lowest bar for a maternal instinct. It's just like <laughs> it's feeding feed something that doesn't have thumbs that work. Feed like it's just. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. If you were just now tuning in, we are at Mutiny Radio. My name's Nathan Lowe, and and we're talking about ducks fucking. <laughs> uh, this is internet radio. We're allowed to say what we want. We had Rachel Pinson in the studio. Sam is cowering somewhere. Just remember uh, he's that he's also reviewing and writing his set. It's Nathan, very important. Please remember that the microphone, the the PA is outside and that people can't hear us. So we are going to try to, you know, we want to like, he, we want to. What do we want to do? Just, just Oh, I'm sorry. Am I? Am no, I no, deterred? No, I mean, that's fine. I mean, we can talk. I mean, if you want to talk about that's the echidna's well, penis. I mean, it's some pretty you know, serious biological. There's, there's an a there's a bird called an echidna's, and it has like a six pronged dick. It's really funny. You should look it up online. It's scientific. It's fine for kids to hear that on the street because it's scientific. They should look it up. Is <laughs> really the echidnid? Have a nice walk. The echidnid is a bird, and it has a crazy. It has crazy genitalia. So yay! Look it up online. There's crazy pictures. Of no, it has six pronged. Anyway, <laughs> it's real life and nature, and that's why Steve Irwin is dead because he was he was he knew too much. <laughs> he knew. He did he know too much. too much. Not to mention Steve Irwin's got a darker past than people like to think about. You know how didgeridoos are actually made? <laughs> little kids. Little kids have to drool into that to make the gradual tunneling work on the inside of a didgeridoo. And Steve Irwin was actually really into the making of didgeridoos. So he was just shoving the little kid heads on the top. It's tragic. I'm glad he's dead. It's tragic. I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah, he's a menace, and um, we should uh, we should stop him. Rachel, give us a song or something or Sam. It's uh, in between the piano and the... Oh, yeah, no. Actually, let me do a song. Um, I got a good one. People are talking to me, and then we're live on air, and everything's around. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. We're here at 21st in Florida. Don't come down. Don't gather. Gathering is not okay. Do I just hit play? Um, Don't gather. Stay six feet apart. Don't cough into anybody's mouth. Don't gather. 
but uh, do listen to radio, and that's great. Absolutely. Here we go. Mungo Jerry, ladies and gentlemen.
testing his magic. Hey, hey, Nathan. Hi, 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 hi. Hi. So here we are in COVID times. Yeah, for those of you that are in southern states, pay very close attention. Listen. Are yeah, careful. There's paper covering the microphones, and there's a lighter, so you don't want to oh, light I'm the aware. microphone on fire. I'd hate to. I'd hate to inflame my only means of salvation. Oh, that's the paper nice. towel and the zip tie. How are you guys doing out there in Corona Land? Driving around, looting, pillaging, as you will. <laughs> Glad that you tuned in. Uh, please stop beating that man. He did nothing wrong to you. We have a couple ideas for songs. We've been cruising around here in the 70s, and later tonight at 7 p.m., believe it or not, we are going to have an outdoor comedy show. That's right. Come, go at your own leisure. In no way are we advertising you, like, to leave your homes. Like, make sure you have, make yeah. sure you have all your paperwork, and you make sure you check in with the guards at the edge of your particular gulag. And you can, you can come down. You can check it out as long as you have written permission. From a congressional representative, you are more than welcome to come. Uh, and if you don't, fuck it, risk it, live a little. What are you doing? No, don't yeah. say things like that. The average age of death. The average age of death for coronavirus is eight years younger than the average age of death in any sh way, shape, or form. So don't come, but please come. Well, I don't. Uh, pay and I if you do, stay six feet away. Don't look anybody in the eyes. Don't make any human contact by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, my God, please don't. And, uh, yeah, isolate yourselves. Stay at home. So my brother lives in Washington, and he works for a company in Georgia. So he decided to put together numbers um, attaching like Washington and Georgia and especially since Georgia opened early and he wanted to see like numbers of death and all this stuff and he did all of this like data retrieval and stuff and and then I wrote at the end of it I was like I'm a wackadoo what if this is a huge conspiracy that's bigger than any of us can imagine and it's about taking out 33% of the United States because they're obese and have diabetes and heart disease because they're fat Lazy fucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the perfect weapon. I just feel like this is a practice test to take out the weak. Yeah, I think a lot of people that are like, ah, if I was in Nazi Germany, I wouldn't be a Nazi. <laughs> I'd figure it out. But I'll let you in on a little secret. If you've been snitching on your friends and if you've been pointing anybody out for not being socially distancing, oh, you look a little swashtickery to me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, upcoming here from Blue Suede, listen to Hooked on a Feeling. <laughs> When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright.
This next song is for my dead cat, Spike, because I used to sing it to him all the time. <laughs> I did. I love him so much, and I miss him. And this, this is, uh, we, would, we would stare out the window together, and I would sing this song to my cat.
Oh, it's fine. Uh, she actually sang it about her dead cat, Spike. This was the song that she chose for her in memoriam slideshow for her cat. I know. I so think about that every I time you hear that song now. I didn't get to have an in memoriam slideshow, sadly. Pam's I mean, I dead could. Cat. I taught him how to high five. He could high five of his own volition without even treats. He just did it. Well, every he time a cat so does something, cool. it's of its own volition. I don't think there's ever been like a trained cat. Well, yeah. I've tried. I've tried. Uh, my new cat, one of the kittens, she likes to jump up on the toilet, which is exciting because I could train her to go in the toilet. Like, So if she already knows how to be on the edge, I can train her to actually go in the toilet, which would nice. be amazing. I had a trash cat in college. I uh, My sister found one under a propane tank at a gas station. A trash cat. Uh, and she couldn't keep it because she already had one cat in the apartment, and the apartment complex was like, you can only be this depressed to live here. So you can't <laughs> have more than one cat. You had to have at least only one, more than one cat. They were like, you're too sad to be here. You can't stay. So I took this cat home with me, like little baby cat, just screeching in my passenger seat. And I got stuck in a blizzard on my way back from spring break. So it was like in the middle of March. It was the night of my birthday in six and a half feet of snow with a wailing cat in the side packet. But I had this thing trained. Like when I brought it back to my place, it would sit, it would roll over, it would do tricks. And then once I moved, I said, I'm not keeping this cat, gave it to my sister. And she ruined it within six months. How do you mean ruined it? Fed it too much, didn't make it do stuff. It was like a dog for me. Like it would sit, it oh. would roll over, it would fetch, and then now it just it's so jaded. And it's just like when you hang around a when you hang around a Disney Channel energy for that long, you just get sad. You like you get bummed out. You get jaded about your life. So n- my new kitten uh, there are so many toys. I hate how you pronounce that T. I really kitten. like kitten. to do the double T button, kitten. I, I feel like we lose the T's in our language. Uh, for good reason. Sounds strange. Whatever. So <laughs> I love my kitten. She's not a kitten. She's a tiny cat now. But th- to be fair, I am from the South, so everything's short. It's a kitten. You say the T's too. Okay, it's fine. So anyway, there's all these toys, but the toys aren't good enough for her. All she likes is anything that's not a toy. Hairpins, fucking bottle caps, oh bits yeah. of plastic, any piece of trash. She is. Uh, uh, Have you found insane. her stash? Have no, I haven't stash? found her stash. So yet. there's definitely somewhere in your house a stash. So like my sister yeah. found her cats. Hers digs keys and hair ties. Yeah, hair those ties. are the two. Yeah, yeah, hair ties and keys all end up. She looked under a couch and found a graveyard. My parents' cat, however, little more dark, little more Machiavellian. She looked under her bed and found. A pile of gecko corpses oh, that gross. the cat 
that the cat was just rolling around in and purring like a fucking psychopath. And she couldn't smell them? What's wrong Yeah, with her? it was like smog on a pile of coins. Of it was just, mm, death, I am become death. Cats are fucking weird like but that. if you had a pile of gecko corpses under your bed, You'd clearly have to have no sense of smell because there, unless the oh no, I think it reveled first. in it. I think it reveled in yeah, it. But it. It was liked under the her idea. Bed. It was like prizes. Yeah, it liked the smell of death. I'm saying the cat's evil. Like but, it's cat. The eyes right, are but black. How did she not smell the smell of death? How long does it take? I mean, I've lived in apartment complexes in San Francisco. Well, they were fairly I've desiccated. Up the stairs, and I s- I've smelled death. I've been like, oh, okay, someone's dead. Uh, I mean, they were desiccated, they delimbed for sure. Right, like geckos or whatever. Sure. Yeah, cats are they strange. Snakes. Yeah, I'm saying for sure graveyard thing was rolling around in it, purring like yeah. Cool. Some kind of. You. <laughs> who's the Who's the guy who had the heads in the freezers? What was his name? Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Was that Was that the guy? I was uh, more of a John Wayne Gacy fan. I yep. like. I like a clown. Feel free to ring in and tell us who your favorite serial killer is. Four five 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 zero zero five one one. Actually, that's here. It's a joke I'm gonna do later. But everyone's been watching that new Waco thing, and it's so dumb because I watched it and I was bored in 1993 when it happened the first time. But so everyone's been watching it, and I'm wondering where are all the female cult leaders? Where are they? And then I realized that just because everyone calls the mom. Yeah, but at the same time, also, where are the female leaders? We don't like them. Oh, now they're called mom. <laughs> Historically, called not so much. No, like, like but we, we went over to Rachel Pinson's house the other day, and there was the thickest book I've ever seen called Women in Politics. And I was like, is it that thick? <laughs> is the book really supposed to be that thick? I feel like it's a lot of anecdotes. It's a lot of citing sources. Just let's get to the base of the problem. We want them there. But they don't win. Did you did you ever study? You were a theater person in college. Sure was. Yeah? Did you study Lysistrata? Uh, sure did. All right. Yeah. So uh, ancient Greek play written by a Greek guy and all performed by Greek guys, but it was about women withholding sex from men, and they stopped the war. Oh. Yeah. And it was like in 426 or something. Which is Isn't pretty funny, funny because it like it, it seems it like a feminist thing, but at the same time, it's really the only complaint guys have. It's like not enough sex. <laughs> Like if they didn't give it to us, we wanted it. Right, mm, and the whole play place. was that they withheld it, and then they changed the whole world. But then no one did anything about it. Anyway, yeah, I know the the whole uh, the the whatever play a but song or something. Oh yeah, but guys, if you are online, you're scrounging for something to write <laughs> or li- watch or listen to. Uh, if you do have a Hulu subscription, I've been checking out uh, The Great. For the last couple of days, oh my God, what a fantastic piece! It's How about it, how's it on the Bechtel test? Oh, Bechtel test, plenty <laughs> high. They're not talking about. Well, actually, they're talking about murdering guys. So I feel like that's plus. With a woman talking about a woman with a woman, but the conversations are usually about killing men. So I feel like that's still on the Bechtel scale, sure, like because like fair, you know, fair, fair, fair. for those who uh, for those who are swine. The Bechtel test. The Bechtel test is you have to have more than one woman on the screen talking about something that is not a man. But if your show happens to be based during during the uh, during the monarchy period (laughs) of Russia's history, which I guess they're still in with Putin and everything. But it's about Catherine the Great. It's a historical piece, but it's a comedy. And they talk about Descartes and all kinds of literary shit that you should be into. It's happy, it's sad, but for the most part, it's funny. We like to laugh at Russians. They're not normal white people. Descartes wrote a book called Concerning Things That Can Be Doubted, and it was about religion. And it's amazing. Oh, he was a phenomenal writer. Three Musketeers, all that good stuff. 
Ladies and gentlemen, the next song by the Flying Lizards. Oh. Yeah, this is money. It's what I want. <laughs> So I made these treats. Um, I wanted to call them ha-has because they're kind of like Snickers, except they had their walnut caramel with marshmallow and then covered in chocolate. Because I was bored. Because COVID is great. Because I've got all this time, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make pot treats, and I got all this shit. And I was going to make mm. one thing, and then I was like, oh, this caramel's so perfect. I should do this with it. And then I was like, yeah. all right, here we go. Pam's like, I like to bake, but I also like to drug my friends. <laughs> Like, it's, it's a big part of her life. It brings her a lot of joy. Like, how tasty can I make these traps that no, <laughs> my friends enough. will fall into? And it's like, this is delicious. I should have five. And then an hour later, they're like, I should call my grandma. Like, it, it it's it's a oh. very insidious hobby that she has. Like, I like to make things that seem so delicious. And then if you eat too much of them, you're going to feel the gentle clutch of death. No, that's not true. It's I said gentle. Gentle. Anyway, I'm. Pop. No, yeah, Why she likes to drug us. She she brought she brought uh she brought cannabis suppositories one week. Why not? Why not make if you're gonna make a caramel and it's gonna taste good? Why not put weed in it? Why would you just need a piece of candy? Why not have weed in it? I don't understand. Like, 
I don't know. You're indulging in two things at once, like something, and especially. I hate yeah, it's the best food. way. Why would I want to indulge in only one thing? But when weed, when weed food tastes bad, I, I just, I'm so sad. I mean, like, I'm happy because I'm like, oh, I'm getting high, but I'm like, oh, this is, I'm really, I'm really roughing my way through this one. You ever oh had a bad goodness. pot cookie? It's like stale and shit. And you're like, ugh. I, I have ugh. never had an edible that I was disappointed with. For oh. those of you out in Radio Land, keep your dial right here well, and turn the volume up for Stalker's Wheel.
I do sometimes change the words to if I ever lose my faith in Muni.
go to there. <laughs> uh, I was just talking with the neighbors on the street, and I was like, oh, I was at the concert in 93 when Sting opened for Grateful Dead, and she was like, I was there too, and that was crazy, so yay. <laughs> the neighbors are my age, but they're clearly successful people because they own a house <laughs> in this neighborhood, which is like, wow. So someone else needs to put a song in or something. Otherwise, Sting is going to play a game or they can do something. We're going to get started with comedy on the street in like eight minutes. So if you're out on the street and you want to listen to comedy, we're going to do it. Uh, don't it's happening now. It's happening don't soon. Don't gather, but definitely stand six feet apart and listen to the dulcet tones of our beautiful voices tell you jokes. Nothing Yay! dulcet about it. It's It's abrasive. It doesn't have to be. My jokes, I mean, I was going to do some abortion jokes tonight, so a little abrasive, but. Oh, hopefully, I'd hope your I abortion mean, was smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Oh. Uh, 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 Send me up for later, yeah. God bless those abortions. Yeah. Uh, Ladies yeah, and gentlemen, exactly, right? next song coming up brought to you by the one, the only Pam Benjamin. No, I'm not putting playlist. up a song. Oh, there's no. Who's putting up a song? There's nothing happening. There's, there's just All right. Oh, oh, my goodness. No, do something or look for, search for the thing or do a thing with the stuff. Yeah. Next song is coming to you from the mind of Rachel Penson. She has a lot of plants in her apartment, also a whole hell of a lot of spices. Every Tuesday. Have you ever heard of a kennel seed? No, but for realsies, every. Oh, fennel. Yes. I saw an Andrew Bird concert when I was in college. Fennel is great on pork, but every Tuesday from 4 to 6, it's. Free homes, no homes, free. Always free. Always free. Uh, a new show, Reading Rainbow Gathering Beauty and Wonderment. Reading here. propaganda. Reading propaganda. <laughs> Historical counterculture propaganda. Co the barrier poop. Did you press play on that? Really? Did you press play on that? Okay. Get out your measuring cups and we'll play a new game. Can't have the cream when a crop and the cream all the same. Oh, liquid gas, no more than the glass will contain. When you talk about the hand of glory, a tale that's rather grim and gory. Is it just another children's story? It's been the clock. Tales of brothers grim and gory You've been outlawed Talk about a hand of glory, a tale that's rather grim and gory. 
Check, check, check. Hey, check, check, checking. Testicles, testicles, test one, two, three. Three is too many testicles. Cool. We're going to be doing outdoor comedy here. There aren't people here yet, but you're going to be here. Uh, hey, neighbors, lean out the windows. Come gather six feet apart and hang out. We're going to have live comedy here at 7 o'clock going to be real fun until then uh fun cool music by people and stuff yay okay it works no dead air no dead air no dead air it's the happy hour hey maybe you're listening to this maybe you want to give mutiny radio money just venmo us at mutiny radio all lowercase one word uh or yeah, just uh, give us money. Good money's good. Uh, uh, hey, bow. Uh, baby, come and catch a vibe with me. Hey, baby, come and catch a vibe with me. Hey, she on time with me. Every nigga with me ride with me. I tell them God and they gon' slide with me. Everybody keep advising me, uh, uh, ay, ay. You tell me you love me, don't lie to me I buy your foreign, obviously I'm a demon cause I gotta be All a nigga want is honesty I would brothers, they proud of me Shit like Fabi come inside of me 50k for the watch, they watching me Motivation, money is always making Most of these niggas is always hating That's why I keep me a 40 way That's all I'm saying If I call my niggas, they putting pain in Thinking to myself, I gotta make it. I'm probably foreign, and I'm famous. Snowflake on my face, bitch. Baby, come and catch a vibe with me. She on time with me. Every nigga with me ride with me. I tell them God, nigga, slide with me. Everybody keep advising me. You tell me you love me, don't lie to me. I call you foreign, obviously. I'm a demon, cause I gotta be. All a nigga want is honesty. I would brought us, they proud of me. Ay, ay, ay. Shit like Fabi come inside of me. 50k for the watch, they watching me. I'm fulfilling all the prophecies. I am. Uh, if you love me, keep reminding me. Ay, ay. I only leave when it's time to leave. Uh, can't stand me. Nigga go find a seat. Looking for him, but they dodging me. The bitches told me that they found me. Keep calm. Baby, keep calm me. We all, we all know. She keeps showing off my combos. I still get a sandwich from 
morals. I still got things I need to borrow. Hey, one we gon' take one tomorrow. So we don't feel none of the sorrow. Take one we gon' take one tomorrow. So we don't feel none of the sorrow. Wait your turn, niggas, my goal. Why the fuck you niggas think I'm lying? She don't with me. She on time with me. Every nigga with me ride with me. I tell them God and they gon' slide with me. Ay. Everybody keep advising me. Tell me you love me, don't lie to me. I follow your foreign, obviously. I'm a demon cause I gotta be. All a nigga want is honesty. I would proudest be proud of me. Ay, ay, ay. Shit like Fabi come inside of me. 50k for the watch, they watching me. No dead air. <laughs> no dead air. Do you want to start? Do you want to start? You want me to put a rap, a little uh, beat back beat behind you? You want to do? A little, you want to rap? You want to do a little hot, dirty pee in the sheriff? You trying to freestyle? No, I don't need to freestyle. I got enough. I can put on. I can put on Susan Olsen. I can. I can make the whole neighborhood be upset. I don't. I don't freestyle. I just read the quotes of egregious people online and then do them to beats and call them rap songs. They're fun. That's the sound of a white claw falling. <laughs> That's the sound. That's very, um, <laughs> if a white claw falls in the wood, does anybody remember what a zima was? <laughs> They're the same things. <laughs> They're the same thing. <laughs> Yo. Uh. Word. Adjective. Pronoun. Adverb. Run on and on and on. Where my gerund's at? Parenthetical. Uh. Shit, motherfucker, ass tits, cunt, cock, motherfucker, shit, ass tits, motherfucker, shit, come on. Pickety fuck, pickety fuck, pickety fuck, pickety fuck, 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 Shit, motherfucker, ass tits, cunt, cock, motherfucker, shit, ass tits, motherfucker, shit, come on. Pickety fuck, pickety fuck, pickety fuck, pickety fuck, 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 You take some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. You take that fuck up off of the wall, put it down on the floor with the shit in a glass bowl. What? Yo, here's another little piece of advice, farce. You take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got a fuck shit stack, a fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got a fuck shit stack, a fuck shit stack. It's a stack of fuck shit on top of itself, nigga. I make references to weaponry. Ancient or new, I wear bulletproof vests for no apparent reason other than to create a false sense of importance of which I could never retain on my own. I like to create a buffer memory of 
incredulity so y'all motherfuckers could never get near to me i'm a cartoon character you'll never be able to be like me 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 i like women i like women i like the concept of a woman i like to take that concept and reduce it to an object i like to take those objects and put them in my videos have them shake they jiggly bits so they looks like hoes i like to take some car polish smear it all over their asses and buff that shit out so it looks like fresh peaches and shit I like to take some more of that car polish and smear it all over their tits and pop that shit out so it looks all sparkly like diamond necklaces and shit. Why? Because huh. I'm a ladies' man. A ladies' man. A la 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 ladies' man. I'm a materialist. I'm a materialist. I'll take a piece of shit car and I lower the motherfucker. Put some 18 inch rims on the motherfucker. Take some neon, put it underneath the motherfucker. So when I roll around this town, it looks like a hover, hover, hover. I like to take a flat panel display monitor. Put one on the steering column, one inside of the glove box, one on top of the dashboard, two in back of the headrest, one mounted in the seat, two still in the motherfucking packaging on the back seat so when my motherfucking friends go and sit on the shit and break it i can honestly say i just don't give a fuck you take some fuck then some shit then some fuck then some shit you got a fuck shit stack a fuck shit stack take some fuck then some shit then some fuck then some shit you got a fuck shit stack a fuck shit stack take some fuck then some shit then some fuck then some shit you got a fuck shit stack a fuck shit stack take some fuck then some shit then some fuck then some shit you got a fuck shit stack a fuck shit stack it's a stack of fuck shit on top of itself nigga yo where my girls at where my girls where my grills at? Where my grills at? Where my girls at? Where my girls at? Where my grills at? Where my grills at? Where is they fuck shit? Well, yay. That's what's happening right now uh we're i'm gonna turn on the mic out there and just start it up because that's what happens at comedy shows that are outside and stuff it's crazy i'm gonna turn up the stuff and the all the volumes and all the things and we'll get it going that's what we'll do Okay, so I, that mic's up and everything's good, and then I'll run around and uh, we'll do some comedy. Yay! Okay, dead air for just a sec. Yay! It's not dead air. Hey, everybody, you're here for comedy. Yes, we're all distanced. I'm super excited. Hey! That's well, yeah, you can be even closer if you want. That's perfect. That's great. It's COVID times. Now's the time to not bite your nails. I, uh, I'm actually, I bite my nails and ride the bus, so I'm, I'm uh, obviously inoculated. Things are great. Now, there's some weird San Francisco hygiene questions I'm sure you deal with. I deal with them. Uh, I found these tights in a tree in the mission. These are tree tights. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, my question is, if my tree tights don't smell like pee, do I have to wash them before I wear them? <laughs> uh, in this 
post-COVID times, maybe. I, I haven't. I've been wearing them for like 18 days, and now they smell like my pee. I kind of like it. <laughs> it's weird. San Francisco hygiene, question number two. If you're using the public restroom outside of Civic Center, do you leave the toilet seat up or down after you've been slamming heroin? <laughs> Is that more of an etiquette question? I don't know how that, how that goes. Uh, San Francisco hygiene question number three. We've all been saving it, the TP, right? Everyone's trying to lower their carbon footprint or save their TP. My question is, if I use the same TP to wipe my nose and then my tushy, right. can I give my butthole herpes? <laughs> Dermatologist says yes. Herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes, just location, location, location. Don't live in the tenderloin. I live in the tenderloin. All right, I play this fun game with small children. You can try it too. Uh, you hold hands with a small child. You walk around, you see a pile on the ground, and you say, man or beast, man or beast. <laughs> what I've learned uh, is that if it's up against a wall, it's always man. <laughs> like that's how that works. I don't know, I, uh, COVID times, it's been crazy. I thought I was gonna go number two. Man, my poop was so big, it curled around the bowl. I went number six. <laughs> I went number six. I don't know if you guys remember, I mean, they're still around. Uh, we used to call them roach coaches, remember? And now we can get like a $15 burrito from one. They're called food trucks. Uh, I saw a brightly painted vehicle the other day. It was a bookmobile, <laughs> right? So I walked in to slake my thirst. I got a steaming hot cup of Kafka. But when it arrived, it was a banana. And I was a giant bug. And I looked out the window and I saw melting clocks and burning giraffes. And I was like, da-da, da-da. But it was surrealism. It was a completely different movement. Totally different. <laughs> After that Filipino burrito, different bowel movement too. They, you know, they put, they put fries in those. What does that mean? I don't know. It's, that's why it's 15 bucks. It's so good. Uh, I used to be a poet. I knew I'd never make any money ever. So I was like, oh, what can I do with my life? Oh, I'll write lyrics for songs. I can make money doing that. So I thought, oh, I'll write lyrics for death metal because there's only like nine words in those songs anyways. Uh, so the first one is about things people like. Puppies, kittens, unicorns, lots of porn. People love porn. Uh, and end rhyme. It makes them feel complete or something. Uh, the second song I wrote deals with assonance or embedded rhyme. Uh, and, and it goes like this. At dawn with chainsaws. For those of you that don't speak death metal, that's at dawn with chainsaws. Uh, it's about carving up bloated whales at dawn in Alaska. It's very metal. Aw, it's so metal. Aw, that's the embedded sound. Uh, my last song, I think it's my big moneymaker. It's called 23 Year Olds Lament. And it goes like this. I 
I have the worst roommate. Knock, knock, knock on the door while I masturbate. Oh, mom, why do I live with my mom? Thank you. Yeah, that's a death growl. That's a convention of death metal. 23-year-old's lament. Excited about that. Uh, I used to be a poet. Here's the thing. Um, had to become a comedian because the third poem about my abortion was just so boring, you know, but as a joke. Hilarious, right? <laughs> I've actually had two abortions. The third is just for comic effect. Uh, I am having <laughs> a very uh, painful period right now, and I was like, why is the entire Supreme Court still inside my uterus? Ouch! Ah! Why are they inside there? Like, big benches in voluminous robes. They're all making decisions for me. Whoa! I'm having such a painful period, I thought I aborted the ghost of Scalia. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Not, that's not what happened. I only have, I only have, I only have one regret about my second abortion. So I, I went in there and uh, they put me in a little gown and they gave me this amazing drug called midazolam. It's a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. I don't know if anybody loves benzodiazepines. Anyways, so they've got me in there with the stirrups and they say, hey, it's about a five-minute procedure. Some people talk, some people don't talk. I was like, has anyone ever told jokes? <laughs> like, five minutes, I did a hot five, you guys. I did a killer set. It was a bringer show, I left it there. I did, I did so many, I don't, oh, I don't remember. I remember everybody laughing. But the only regret I have about my second abortion is they wouldn't let me tape the set. They wouldn't let me have the phone. So I don't, like, did it matter? Did it, did it, did anything really happen there? Like, did it, I mean, I barely remember it. Was it important? Was it life-changing? I don't know. Whatever, it's cool. I'm glad people are laughing at my abortion jokes. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> no, that's the thing that's so crazy right now. I don't know if you guys are done with your Netflix queue or whatever, but like everyone's put on that Waco thing, and I lived through that in 1993, and it was boring the first time. Like, you're, we're watching it again? It was boring <laughs> the first time. But that's what I'm wondering. Like, where are all the female cult leaders? Right? That's because people just call them mom. <laughs> that's, that's maybe grandma. Maybe that's how that works. That's why there are no female cult leaders. Yay, I'm your host tonight, Pam Benjamin. Yay! Welcome to Outdoor Comedy here at Mutiny Radio. Thanks for social distancing. Everyone is definitely six feet apart, and this is super exciting. Uh, I don't know. You're, they're not ready. The other comics that are here, it's like, I, I usually I have the mad dog each other and like look at each other. Who's next? What? Are they going to... Uh, while they mad dog each other, uh, I'll do. Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Ah, ah, right? So triggered. Don't be triggered by any of the jokes tonight. We're all comedians. Everything's going to be okay. It's all about community. Are you, are you willing to go up next? Yeah. All right. Your next comedian. Uh, what a doll. What a joy. What a wonderment. Put your hands together for Sam Carroll. Yay! How are we? I wasn't planning on wearing shorts today for this. 
There's a tragic accident that happened earlier. Unrelated. I was uh I was hooking up with this chick earlier today. And uh and then my mic cut out and then she said you're not funny anymore. <laughs> no, what really happened is that my N95 and her N95 like locked on. Like we were wearing braces. I felt like I was in middle school again. Super embarrassing. No, it's interesting what businesses stay open during these during this pandemic, you know? Like what they're still running. Do you guys know they're still making porn? Like they're still doing that? Those guys are on the payroll and they're they're doing it, you know? But like what do you think's gonna happen? What do you think like you think cops are showing up to porn sets and shutting it down? No, you guys know what happens when cops show up to porn sets. <laughs> it's intercourse every time. I saw a documentary about it. Yeah. I only I only recently started watching porn, you know, I, I had this uh I had this pretty bad problem. I was jerking off to my imagination. You know, I'd, I'd sit there and, oh, Sam, oh, you're so creative, Sam. Uh, you see why I had to stop? It was getting too narcissistic, you know? I, uh, I used to date this girl who ran the single-use single, single use plastics campaign in San Francisco. And uh, you know, she still made me wear a condom every time. I'd tell her, babe, babe, babies, biodegradable, come on. What are we doing this for? Let's save the planet. She gave me herpes simplex. No one told me how complicated that would be, Pam. One and two. Girl I dated before that was uh, really into autoerotic anaphylaxis. She's peanut butter allergies. Shit's crazy, man. Put a little bit on her nose and we'd do it doggy style. The way the Lord did not intend. Let's joke about missionaries. Proselytation. I don't know if they think I said that word right. She used to tell me my farts smelled bad, so I drank an entire bottle of poo-pourri. I was trying to kill myself. I didn't know it would work. Trying to make the room smell better, trying to make the house better. So I bought one of these foreign candles. You know, these imported ones? It's Brazilian wax. On the front it said, ocean breeze, low tide. Smelled awful. It smelled terrible. I'm not gonna lie to you. Don't don't buy candles at strip clubs. It's not the right move. They're also still open, by the way. You just gotta know people. I had to go to the bathroom in the city, and you know they shut everything down. It's hard to it's hard to find a bathroom in this city. I ended up stumbling into a gender negative bathroom. There's no toilets in that bathroom. Just rows and rows and rows of filing cabinets. I made it work, though. You know I made it work. I got a lot of dumb friends. I went to a, went to a community pool with a friend the other day. We, we pool hopped. He said, whatever you do, don't go to the bathroom in the pool. They put a chemical in it that turns brown if it senses diarrhea. So you don't got to worry about that. I'll be fine, I promise you. I lost my job in, uh, in these corona times. I was getting pretty depressed about it, pretty beat up. It got so bad that I, I rang the suicide hotline. Lady said, how you doing? I said, good, but it'd be better if you were hiring. What's the compensation like? Is it performance-based? What are we talking, Christmas bonuses? My last job was hourly, and as a lifeguard, it was hard to be motivated. It's hard to get off my ass. Thank you guys for hopping on board with these jokes. You guys are real cool. You're going to love this next one. I was actually talking to my mass shooter friend the other day. 
Uh, he got away with it. You guys don't know him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I would never be friends with a mass shooter, but if I was, I'd keep it super tight. I'd keep it super wrapped up. You guys would have no idea. He'd post a picture of me and him on his story. I'd be like, dude, take that down. Come on. I can't be seen with you. And then he'd be like, but our friendship is real and pure, and I want the world to know. And I'd be like, I know that, but come on, optics, man. Fuck. And then he'd be like, is the trip to Mykonos still on? I'd be like, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> you know you know, we've been planning this for so long. I would never cancel on you. Just, pro- it won't, just promise it won't be like a Rio in 2015. <laughs> he'd be like, yeah, I'm sorry, I had a lot of coffee. I'm a real nightmare when I have a lot of coffee. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. That's funny, because when, whenever these mass shootings, whenever they go on the news, it's always like, 10 people died, uh, but uh, we're also going to include the shooter in that, which is weird. You know, some people some people don't like that. Some people think that that guy should get his whole separate column, you know? But I think it's good. I think it's like kind of poetic in a way. You know, you include him in the, It's like, what do you always want it? To be included. You know? Come on. Come on. It's fucking poetic, dude. If you guys like that, you're going to love this. Here's an interesting fact for you. Uh, Germany, Germany, the great country of Germany, they did not abolish marital rape until 1997. It's a real fact. You can fact check me on that. Wouldn't do a joke about it if it, was, if it wasn't real. Come on, I'm a purist over here. But they didn't, which is crazy. That's crazy because, like, that, that's a 23-year-old is born in 1997. Like, if you're a German national who's, like, 33, that means there was 10 years of your life uh, in which you had to do all the raping. Cra- that's crazy to me. That's absolutely crazy to me. And, and in Germany, too, the fine country of Germany, you do, who would have thought, man? Who would have thought? All right, this next joke's about hoarders. This, is, this should be clean. This should be a clean one. Um, let's see. Yeah, people talk a lot of shit about hoarders. You know, they got a they get a very bad rap. But you, you, we're not thinking about the evolutionary facet of hoarding. It used to be a very successful strategy in in human history. You know, because a lot of the times, like these tribes would get pillaged. Like there would be raping and pillaging going on from tribe to tribe. So if you if you were hoarding, there would be like no time for raping. There would be absolutely no time for it. It'd be too busy hoarding. We got to get back to the boats. I was talking with my mom the other day. She thinks I should get my life together. She sat me and my sister down. She said, you know, before I die, I want grandchildren out of you two. I said, Mom, don't you think they'd come out a little fucked up? (laughs) I said, I'll tell you what, Mom. If I do have a kid, I'll let you name the baby. But tell me, what are you going to name it? You got an idea yet? She goes, hold on, let me grab the baby book. I'm like, no, Mom, I'd prefer if we gave it an adult name. I don't want him to get bullied in school. Come on. Find out there's no adult book names. I know how I'm going to make my million as soon as the economy fucking fires back up. World's first adult book name. Yeah. I'm not much of a reader, if you can tell. I'm really not. Don't I tried to try to read this book about the weather, you know that way when I made small talk I'd have something smart to say, but uh, pages got all like crusty and uh, stuck together, which is I, I guess what happens when you leave it out in the rain. 
Fucking tragic. I'm just gonna be a dumb piece of shit. I'm fine. I don't need to read books. You guys keep reading them though. Man, I uh, I love the I love the Allstate guy. I love the way he sounds. He's got a great voice. Oh, are you in good hands? I just want that guy to come into my room right before bed, take a book off the bo- bookshelf, and just start sucking my dick, dude. Come on. Are you in good hands? Nah, I'm in good throat, bitch. Come on. <laughs> that one's fun for me. More fun for me than you guys. <laughs> All right, I'll end on this. Uh, it was the first time I thought I was gay. I'm not gay, but it was the first time that I thought I was gay as a child, right? I was at Nana's. It's nine years old. You guys know what it's like being nine years old at Nana's, right? You're horny. You're incredibly horny, right? She's got those pajamas that are fuzzier than the ones at your house. She's put you down in front of a Disney movie. Your dick's doing a choreographed dance with the polyester middle seam of that thing. Oh, baby, this might be just me, but... Anyways, here I am, two hours later, I've got my legs splayed up in the air, the bathtub faucet water is hitting the tip of my penis, and I have an orgasm. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you, you remember what it's like having an orgasm at nine years old. <sighs> Boy, a picture of a cruise ship, and it runs aground like a small Italian port town. And even though it's been 15 seconds, the cruise ship's still moving inland. And it's vibrating, it's literally vibing. And, uh, you know, the people can't get off because you're nine years old. And it's Italy, and they don't allow refugees. All right. That's why I saved that one for the end, because it was my tester. (laughs) That's it. That's all she wrote, folks. Thank you for coming out to the mission and listening to me. I'm sure we've got some great comedy coming up for you. I don't know who's next. Probably Pam. She's going to say some things. Everybody, Sam Carroll, yay, yay, hey, everybody. So glad we're practicing social distancing. Uh, I was a, I was a nanny. I used to touch baby dicks for money. That's a thing I used to do. No, literally, I did. Here's the thing: if if a if a child, uncircumcised child, you put him in eight, six inches of water at 18 months, uh, he will clean his own dick. You don't actually have to do anything. They do that for themselves. No, I know it's amazing. I've always wondered why do we circumcise babies' dicks? Why do we do this in the United States? Why, moms? Why? Since the 50s, if we've been chopping. Like, I'm a Jew, so I get it. Like, we got a covenant with Yahweh, and, like, God does whatever he does. Like, maybe he puts them on his fingers like olives and eats them off. Or, like, maybe he puts them in a skin box. I don't know. He might use them on a salad, like croutons or calamari. But, like, Why? Have women been chopping off the tips of their babies' dicks? Why? Uh, and I think it's just because they're lazy. I don't. I haven't. I haven't figured out a better reason. Uh, I am a nanny. I've nannied. I not anymore because of COVID times. Hi, distancing, social distancing. Uh, wha- <laughs> but I think I think about weird things like, oh, you know, over here, I'm a nanny. Why do babies' pants have pockets? Why? Why do babies' pants have pockets? Your baby has pockets right now. I bet he does. I bet there's pockets in your baby's pants. Why? What is your baby putting in his pockets? What could he possibly put in the pockets? Why? We've got five pockets. We've got babies with cargo pants. What are they putting? They can't even put their hands in their own pockets. Right? Like, I'm a nanny. What are they? That's where I put my drugs. (laughs) That's the only safe place. Because the baby can't, literally can't get in there. An 18-month-old understands the mechanics of zippers, I promise you. But they have no idea how to get into their own pockets. (laughs) Baby pants pockets! 
I, uh, I I hang out with small children and I try to, like, I'm, I get excited about, you know, like, play and not watching screens. And so I was with two twin six-year-olds and they tied me up to a desk chair with yarn and they put tape over my face. And I just went with it because I was like, oh, creative play. This is great. And then they took out a laser pointer and put it to my hand and said, I'm cutting off your hand. And I was like, ow, ow, fostering creative play. And then they, uh, they, they put it to my foot and they were like, oh, I'm freezing your foot. Oh, so cold. Ah. And then they took it up to my chest and they said, I'm breaking your heart. And I was like, Daria, you need to stop, okay? Like, what game are you playing of your own volition? You're playing a game called Police State. <laughs> like, what did I do? Why am I tied up to this desk chair with yarn? What did I do? And they put their little six-year-old heads together, and they came back, and they said, you stole a laptop. I was like, what kind of Islamic police state is this? You're cutting off my hand because I stole a laptop? And they looked me in the face and said, if you were black, we would have shot you. <laughs> like, ah! From the mouths of babes, I'm just saying. America, your next comedian I'm super excited to bring up. She's an amazing wonderment. You're going to love her. Put your hands together, everybody, for Rachel Pinson! Yay! Yeah, hello everyone on the street corner, social distancing. You know what they can't stop us? They can't stop us from dancing. Does anyone want to show? What's your best social distancing? Can you show me? Social distancing? You got a social distance right there. Right there. You have the six feet apart, you know, the six feet apart. All right, anyone else social distancing? No? Okay, it's fine. There's no music playing. I get it, I get it. I, um, I'm from the Midwest. Actually, I'm from Ohio, but nobody believes me when I say I'm Middle Eastern, so I don't know what else to say. There's nothing West about being from Ohio. But I was raised by lesbian parents in the Midwest, which I think is rad, right? But, like, growing up, people were like, oh, two moms, that's weird. Was it rough? Like, no, not until you asked me that question, you know? But now I live in San Francisco. It's a different concern. People are like, oh, the Midwest, that's weird. Was it rough? Like, yeah, yeah, it was weird. We didn't even have an ocean. We just had a lake you can set on fire. <laughs> People would ask me questions like, you know, are you going to turn queer because your moms are gay? I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. But how many licks does it take before your college experiment turns gay? Does anyone know? <laughs> I'm trying to run a six. All right. Independent college study on this. I don't know if I love lesbians or just the way they taste, you know? <laughs> Growing up, I thought my family was really religious because they would take me to church once a week. There was a guy at a pew. It started with a prayer. It was the serenity prayer. Those were Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. <laughs> like, we weren't religious, you know? Like, I thought that the term alcoholic was just a synonym for adult because every adult I knew was like, hi, I'm Jim. I'm an alcoholic. Like, hi, Jim. <laughs> Turns out I was right. It is. It is a synonym for adult. You guys heard about the war on drugs? Yeah, I've lost a few good men to the war on drugs. I know a few casualties, you know. George, Andrew, a couple Benjamins. A whole Jackson 5 one night? <laughs> that was rough. 
I don't know if you know this, but the opiate crisis in the Midwest is so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Do you guys know the show Intervention? Where they, they follow a drug addict around and they're like, you're ruining your life and you're ruining all of our lives and we want to get you help. And they send them to rehab. Well, they came to my tiny hometown. And there's not that many people. I'm like looking around like, they're going to have to do the whole town. Everyone here is just fucked off, you know, like. And uh, they did. I was right. They did the whole town. They called it hillbilly heroin, and they didn't do an intervention. Not one single intervention, man. They're just like, this is fucked America. We're out. And that's what I did. That's why I'm here. I'm like, no. This is like. But, you know, me and my family were like, well, we're going to know who's on the show. So we're, like, gathered around. Like, who are we going to know? We see a dilapidated building. My sister's backyard. Her dog was in it. My nieces are like, oh, my God, Rufus is famous. <laughs> Damn. What a shitty thing to be famous for, you know? Like. But what an even shittier way to find out that your mom's dog's been on drugs, man. Let's get, <laughs> let's get Rufus some help. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, Rufus. I used to date a bunch of losers to try to disappoint my parents, but then I realized that I am a strong, independent disappointment to my parents, and I don't need a man to help me with that, you know? I'm a feminist. <laughs> COVID times is a good time to, like, break it off with your clingy ex. You know, like, hey, stay six feet or 100 yards, because that's what the court said. 100 yards or six feet at least. I like San Francisco, though. Like, I'm, I'm pretty new here, but, like, people are really friendly. I was just sitting at the bus stop the other day. A gentleman pulls up. He rolls his window and says, hey, baby girl, do you need a ride? Like, baby girl, that's so sweet. Dude, this guy offered me a ride, a job, and he says he can protect me. Like, how nice. But I said, you know what, no thank you, pork chop. And actually, I'm a little bit offended because I am a strong, independent hustler, and I don't need a man to help me sell my pussy, dude. Like, I'm a feminist, you know? <laughs> I'm a feminist. San Francisco's magical. It's like the only place I ever wished what I stepped in was dog shit, you know? <laughs> like, what? Whose streets? Poop streets. You know, it's good. <laughs> I, I first came here as, like, one of those, like, dirty hippie travelers on hate that you ironically hate, you know? <laughs> and I experienced classism. I really did. Because other homeless people would walk up to me and be like, hey, kid, you want to do some acid with me? Like, okay. okay. But now I live here. I got a shower. I'm not walking around with a backpack. I don't look homeless anymore. And the same people are like, hey, ma'am, do you want to buy some acid from me? That's classism. <laughs> you guys know what resting bitch face is? Yeah, I see some of you have it. And I'm jealous. Like, honestly, like, I wish that I had a resting bitch face. I have, like, a resting helpful lady face. And it sucks, dude. It sucks. Like, people come up to me. They want shit from me. They ask me for directions. I don't know where the fuck I'm going. You know, but it happens so frequently, I just make their night an adventure. Like, oh, where are you trying to get to? All right, the Civic Center. Okay, go here, take a left. You're going to get to a bridge. You see that homeless guy? He's actually a troll. And if you want to know where to go, you got to answer his riddle. You know, I, I can't sit alone on public transportation because I look like a kindergarten teacher. People feel safe with me. They'll just sit down right next to me, no matter what they smell like. You know, <laughs> it sucks. But I think the worst case of helpful lady face I've ever had was when I was at a concert and a stranger just hands me their baby and says, will you take her? She's scared. 
scared? Yeah, for real. I'm like scared. She's about to be more scared. You think I'm not going to sell your fucking baby, dude? Like, I'm trying to afford rent in the Bay Area, you know? <laughs> but being this approachable in the city and traveling around a lot, I, I've, I've found a way to get people to leave me alone. And I don't like to be mean or violent, you know? But I can, like, out crazy people. So whenever I get a hey girl, nice ass, I'm like, what? Are you saying you can actually see me? Oh my God, the curse has been lifted. The wizard is going to be so mad. <laughs> and when they're like, hey girl, what are you doing alone in the city? I'm like, alone. <laughs> alone? <laughs> alone? <laughs> alone? I'm not alone. I'm with all my friends. Can't you see them? We have Stalin, Mussolini, Hitler. We're going to band practice. Do you want to come? No? Where are you going? And then when I'm in a really sketchy neighborhood, I want people to leave me alone. I just kind of like piss myself and walk around barefoot, you know, like maybe throw in one of these. Like no one's going to sit next to me on that bus anymore, you know. But if I go through all those lines of defense and they still don't leave me alone, I found a way. I found a way to get men to leave me alone no matter what. Do you want to know my secret? Ladies, you want to know my secret to get men to leave you alone? All you have to do is let them get you pregnant. <laughs> and then they'll never talk to you again. It works. It works every time. It worked that one time. <laughs> you guys have been great. Thanks for listening. Thanks for staying six feet apart and safe for our COVID comedy. Bringing up Pam Benjamin coming back to us from Yay. Uni Radio. Yay. Yay, Rachel Benson, everyone. Yay, Rachel Benson. Yay! <laughs> I, 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 love, I love all the jokes. I'm a feminist. Any other feminists out here? Yeah! Right? Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thanks. I think it's a precept of feminism. I don't know. There's a lot of women burn bras and read books and stuff so I can talk about my butthole on stage. Yeah! Looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty. It's hard. I don't necessarily want to call myself a feminist, right? Like, it's sometimes it seems like a dirty word. Ah! But I don't know what to call myself. I mean, I'm a female. Or a person. I'm a human. <laughs> We're all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. Uh, so I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. You can all take out your phones and check. It's spelled with an I. <laughs> like, I am a feminist. It doesn't have the word men in it. Unlike all the other words, right? Like when you're a child or whatever, you get your period and it's menstruation. Oh. Oh yeah, we menstruate, like the one thing you can literally never do, and you put your name all over it. Ha, menstruate! First time you have sex, what do you break? Your high men. Hi men, hi! I can have sex with all of you now. Hi men, hi! The one I do understand, later in life, I'm starting to go through it. 
menopause. <laughs> Men are definitely pausing on me. They're like, whoa, <laughs> she is older than I thought. I am not into that anymore. What? <laughs> Ooh, yikes. Our uh, last comedian of the night. I'm super excited for him. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he's a wonderfully funny man. He's sadly going to leave us for L.A. to go be famous. Yes, he is. Put your hands together right now for Nathan Lowe. Yay! Hi, hi, hi. Hello. I touched her hand. I know. I shouldn't have, but I did. It felt right. How are you? You good? How was all that feminist propaganda for you? Was that nice? Did you feel empowered? I heard her in <laughs> with the jacket and the, and the spandex there. What's your name? Sarah. Sarah was like, I've had that exact same thought. I had it. Menstruation. Why is it called that? I don't know. So enjoy these jokes about my bad Tinder dates. I'm kidding. I'm, and I am kind of a bad person. Like I came here from the South, so I didn't know anything about California. I, Yeah, when I moved here, I thought it was going to be like a fucking Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> I was just going to be skateboarding to class. All our lockers are outside. <laughs> and then I moved here, and then, uh, oh, shit. I have bad, like, Sarah, I would date you. I have, I have bad judgment. I'm just, I'm not good at it. I know, I know. I dated a couple snake girls in a row, which is bad. Do you know what snake girls are? Just these fucking psychos. <laughs> People who think snakes are cute. In general, it's like, it's my pet snake. Its name's Eve. Isn't it adorable? It's trying to kill your hand. <laughs> Actively trying to kill it. I, like, if you don't know what a snake girl is, I'll give you a different example. Do any of you know what, like, a horse girl is? Yeah? Big yeah, there. She did the color in the pictures, that one. Yeah, pictures of horses that you could light up in the black light. Horse girl's total opposite. This girl, really stoked about, like, Disney Plus coming out and stuff. Definitely, like, a lot of gums for some reason, which I always thought was weird. <laughs> But no, snake girl, total opposite. This girl, like, lost her virginity in the back of a Spencer's. <laughs> Definitely wants to talk to you about, like, her zodiac sign. <laughs> and that's how I knew it was different, because, like, I came here from the south. I didn't know anything about the zodiac. Are there any, like, astrology people? No one? No? Good. It's fake. It's not real. None of it. It's like, oh, my God, should I quit my job? What did the dots in the sky have to say? <laughs> A girl came up to me at a party once, and I didn't know anything about the Zodiac, and she's like, I am a cancer. I'm like, what is that, like a six, seven-month commitment? I could probably <laughs> I could probably swing that. <laughs> Shit, it's right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> oh, my God. It's been so weird doing this shit during, like, corona, because people want, like, comics wanted want you to, like, let's do a Zoom show. Let's get on Zoom and just have 23 blocks of people with little lights that come on. They're like, <laughs> good thought. Not really. I think that in <laughs> Corona times, you know how like a lot of people, especially in San Francisco, you'll hear people like, oh my God, if I was in Nazi Germany, I would not be a Nazi. I wouldn't be a Nazi. I'd see that it was going on. I'd be like, stop it. They're people. Why are we doing this? But I think that if you are shaming your friends and neighbors about not following COVID protocol, you might have been a Nazi. I think you're so fucking susceptible to just anything that comes up. Oh, Ellen DeGeneres said it wasn't safe. I can't touch cups that you've touched. I want my Uber driver to come and wipe it off. Every time, did he wipe it? 
three stars. You don't get five. You didn't wipe the cup. You're a Nazi. You would have been a Nazi. 1945, everybody over the radio. Like, Nazis were on the radio, and they were like, Jews are no good. And it's on the radio, so everybody's like, yeah, no, nah, yeah, right? They looked at us funny. That one time, we had to split the tip, but they didn't want to tip. <sighs> and then, yeah, that's you. That's you at the bus stop going like, I'm going to put my mask on because I'm walking near you. Have you seen that shit? I was walking. I was hiking. I was outside, like, with trees and shit. And a girl was like, mask! <laughs> I was 100 yards away from her. Mask! Like, we're fucking outside. What do you mean the trees are actively cleansing our shit? Right? It's not like I'm on a street and I'm trying to buy, like, a charcuterie plate or something for my friends, which is an adult lunchable, by the way. If you're just like, oh, I gotta get a charcuterie, you're getting a lunchable. You paid 40 bucks for a lunchable. A <laughs> fucking lunchable! And they're like, oh, it's $40 at the charcuterie plate, and I wanna taste it. <laughs> like, uh, what do they call people that know wine? Sommelier. sommelier. Have you met a weed sommelier? <laughs> like, because I didn't know this from the South either. Like, cause I grew up in Georgia, so I was just kind of like Anne Franking my weed habit, just hiding it in table legs. And <laughs> it's a lot of World War II material. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to go right back to it, but fuck, Anne Frank, it was right there. Which one? No. Helen Keller couldn't see or touch shit. <laughs> Anne Frank was the other one. No, she was the best hider. The best hider. Hide and seek, world champ, the whole time. Never lost. She never lost. <laughs> one time. She lost one time. They got her. Did you get to the end of the book? They got her. <laughs> oh, that's really fucked up. I'm sorry, guys. No, I was hiding my weed habit. I had, like, I hid it in the south. You would hide your weed in, like, the gas cap of your car. You know, you flip it up, and then there's a little screwy thing. We put your weed, this is next to the gas. <laughs> because I had like real cop trauma. Like in the South, you get cop trauma. Like Southern shit's different. Like I, I moved here and it was just like, there's, I have eight bends. I have to separate my trash. I used to burn my trash. Just like we'd go over to grandpa's house, just hit a wiffle ball bat right into the fire. <laughs> it was a weird thing. Then I moved here and everything was different. I like, it's been strange during all this thing. Like, have you been bettering yourselves during the crisis? Like, I'm going to get on Pinterest and I'm going I'm to learn how to origami that thing that I saw. <laughs> no, I, like, I tried. I think I was going to get better. And then, like, three weeks in, I was just like, I pinched a shit off halfway through just so I could have something to do. <laughs> just during the next hour, just something to do. But I've been like, like you have to watch the news now. I never watched the news. Never gave a fuck about the news. Then everyone's like, Fauci said something different. <laughs> I have to tune in. But like, I haven't heard anything from Larry King. He's super like, that's the worst corona fact that I've heard. This is a real fact that I heard today. Uh, the average age of death from the coronavirus is eight years older than the average age of death. It's the flu. <laughs> it's fucking gotta be the flu. Absolutely has to be the flu. But I haven't heard anything from Larry King. Larry King's 76 years old this year. Just had his seventh divorce. Seventh. Can you imagine being 78 and you're just like, nah, I could do better. 
<laughs> just one foot, the gray, the other one, on a banana peel, and you're like, give me double Ds. We can roll one more time. <laughs> we can do it. Could you imagine, like, opening a dating profile at 78? You're just like, my hobbies include breathing. <laughs> I really like well-carpeted stairwells. Fiber. Big fan of fiber. <laughs> I like suspenders that don't cut into my, you know, paper mache skin. It's weird. You have to talk to your family, like, during all this. Like, I'm the only member of my family out on this coast. Like, all my family's in Atlanta, all very, very southern. All, like, my high school had a preschool built into the high school for the children of the students. Yeah. And you could take a class <laughs> where you just took care of your shitty friend's kid. <laughs> It was called, like, early childhood education. <laughs> yeah, no one passed. Like, even if you passed, you didn't, right? Yeah, that was your future. It was, like, 16. It was so weird growing up there. But then I moved here, and everything was bizarre and different and strange. And COVID's really, really highlighting it for everybody. You can tell who your shitty friends are because it's really easy to hide. Like, you wave past, like, someone on the street, like, hi, good to see you. In COVID, you'll just pull that mask down, and you'll just walk <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to see you. Uh, what did I want to end on? Oh, shit. Venice. Venice, Italy. Have you heard of it? Canals instead of streets and shit. You heard that, like, the dolphins are coming back? Did any of you read that on the news? Show of hands. Little audience participation. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, a lot of dolphin fans. But they're coming back. I think, like, dolphins are super smart. Like, there's, it's a really interesting thing about animals because it's the only, like, could you imagine how great it would be to be an animal and you can just fulfill your life's purpose every day? Every time a tiger bites an antelope's ass, its eyes just roll into the back of its head. It's like, <laughs> I just won a Grammy. Every time it's the only thing it's there for. Animals have one thing. It's, it bites an ass, an antelope ass, just eyes roll back. Oh, my God. It's the only thing I ever wanted. Dogs, like, easy to be a dog. It's like, oh, you're a good boy. And he's like, fucking, I thought I was. I was like, yeah, I really thought I was, and I am. Oh! It's like your dad just being like, I'm proud of you. Like, it never happens for me. But it'd be great to be an animal. So good. But dolphins are going back into Venice. And they're smart as fuck. They're the smartest ones, smartest animals, by far, by far. And I'm sure they're just hanging out. Like, is it streets? There's no boat traffic. And they're just out there like, are they, are they done? Can we move in? I've had thumbs for like three fucking years. Just been hiding under this stupid fin. I knew the dolphin joke wasn't going to work, but I did it anyway. I really wanted the dolphin to do it. I'm like, I have six pages in my fucking notebook of like, dolphins, are they funny? And it's not. It's like there's so many ways that they should be funny. They fucking look stupid. They got like a bird face, but it's flesh. Why is that a thing? But they're smarter than us, but we can't talk to them. They can't talk to us. It's dumb. All right, whatever. It was a stupid thought. All right, guys, you've been great. Thanks for fucking indulging me. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay, yay. Nathan Lowe, everyone. The, the punchline you were looking for is dolphin snuff porn. Dolphin snuff porn that's when you do terrible i mean that there you go i've been looking for a quality this look you look you look like a crowd that loves a quality right a quality now no, it's 
Right? Equality now. I say we can make equality happen right now through PG-13 movies. Right now in PG-13 movies, you know, as long as you cover up the nipple, you can see a 180% side boob, which I am 100% down with. And you can see the butt. And that's good. I mean, in HBO, you can see the whole dingle dangle. But let, we're just talking about PG-13 movies right now, right? So what I'd like to see in some PG-13 movies is some side scroat, right? Like the balls are cupped, maybe. Okay, so imagine with me, imagine with me. It's a Nick Scorsese film. It's called Raging Balls. You know, it, it stars Nick Cage. He's got a dangly ball sack now, right? So he's coming out of a pool, an infinity pool. The sun is going down. It's an infinity pool. Nick Cage is coming out of the pool. His, his, his dick is above the steps. His balls are deep in the water. And what we get to see is this beautiful stained glassy side scrot for equality, right? Yes, equality now. I see that you're on board with this. I say side boob, side scrot. Right now, same thing. Let's get it done. I want to see it hairy. I want to see a lot. I want to see a lot of actors come back, right? Because of the length of their ball sack, <laughs> we get to see so much more side scrot, right? Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited about it too. Yes. Uh, I'm a feminist, you know. Like, come on. Totally down with that. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat and I want to shave him and I want to knit a sweater out of his fur, and then I want to make him wear it. Because <laughs> I am a crazy cat lady, what? <laughs> I finally understand cat calling. I finally understand it, because I got a new kitten, and, uh, <laughs> and I call her all the time. I'm like, baby girl, baby girl, baby girl, come here. She ignores me, right? Baby girl, come here. And then she shows me her butthole, and I'm like, girl, you asking for it. And I go, and I pick her up without consent, and I flip her upside down, and I make her a baby, and I kiss her on the mouth. <laughs> and I go, I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> I love you. I understand catcalling. Like, don't you all understand catcalling now? Like, yes, I want it now. I need to have that cat now. I need the pussy. I need to touch it. Touch your little face. Your face is so cute. Kiss her on the mouth. I lost my sense of taste and smell because of menopause. Weird. <laughs> but it means that I can, t I can kiss my cat on the mouth and it doesn't matter. <laughs> Can't smell anything. It's like the time to start eating ass, right? Like, I'm 45. I have no sense of taste or smell. Let's get at it. What? <laughs> Oh, the future is now. <laughs> or then. I don't know. I don't know what people did in back in the what? I have I have so much pubic hair, it looks like I'm wearing a hair skirt. <laughs> it's like I'm not embarrassed about being naked. I'm like, oh, you can't see anything anyway. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> Feminism. It's good. No, I'm People love cake, but they like it better with a little frosting. You know what I mean? That's what I, thanks America. Anyway, sorry, that was, that was just for me. Uh, let me leave you guys. <laughs> I'm like vain, but I'm not vain. It's so weird. Okay. <laughs> 
I practiced this thing this week, and so I'm going to fucking do it just because I practiced it. I did it during, actually, Rachel's show. Rachel has a new show on uh, Tuesdays from 4 to 6, and it's called Something About Being Free. She's a rainbow gatherer. They're all free. And so they were... <laughs> Let's see if I can do it with this skirt. Okay, so I used to be a cheerleader. Okay, so I practiced this this week. I fucked it up. I tell you, I did it at home like 17 times today. Like, this is like my new. Also, the other night, it was 1230 and I couldn't sleep. And I was like, COVID times, what the fuck am I doing? So I found my junior prom dress. Yes, from 1991. And I put it on and it zipped up. What? What? <laughs> Y'all do the math, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's a 29-year-old dress. I zipped it up myself, and I didn't even hurt myself. And I talked to my cats. I was like, look at me, cats. <laughs> Does anyone else <laughs> talk to their cats? I was like, I'm the same size as I was when I was 17. Cats. <laughs> I have two cats now because my one cat died, and I got another cat, and he wasn't good enough, so I had to get a second cat. <laughs> because my first cat was so perfect that you can't, so that makes me think about relationships, right? Like, you know, you're with one person, it's like, well, maybe it takes two. Like, I don't know. <laughs> How many, but, and that's why a crazy, so here's the thing, here's the math. A crazy cat lady is three cats. Crazy cat people are two cats with seven cats. Right? Okay, so if you're a crazy cat lady, you have to have more than three cats, so you have four cats. But if then you get with a person and you're two people together, seven cats are crazy cat people. So seven is the number of cats <laughs> that makes you have. And what's the thing in their poop is the, is the weird trichinosis that makes you love cats? What's it called? Toxoplasmosis. It's a thing that you get that makes you love cats. It's like a thing that gets in your brain and it changes. They love dogs. Dog people, yay! Okay, I'm sorry. I was just, I wasn't telling actual jokes. I was just doing therapy there for a minute. So that felt really good. So thank you. Thank you all for being here for that because I haven't done that in a long time. But uh, I can do real jokes. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a feminist, and I've been thinking about the glass ceiling. And, you know, I want to do what Cheryl said. I want to lean into the glass ceiling with my titties, you know, so I can leave an impression. It's like, <laughs> just lean right up there. I have very small boobs. You could hit me in the boob right now. This is all chicken cutlet bra. None of this is real. There's, it's all just pushed up together. But I've always, I've always wanted to, you know, get a pearl necklace. But my my boobs are just too tiny to make them into a pearl necklace. Uh, but I, I have given my fair share of pearl keychains. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, I, I had a dream the other night that Bjork was my therapist. <laughs> right? I know. It was so weird. And I looked up at Bjork and I was like, uh, why doesn't my mom love me? And she looked down and said, your uterus is made of clouds. 
and the polar bear only steps in the same river once. 